right. Good Thursday afternoon to you. Welcome to the Wiley Report, and I am Wiley. Um, I'm so excited today because we're honored to have as our very first podcast guest, Professor Christina Carney. Professor Carney is an assistant professor within the Department of Women and Gender Studies at the University of Missouri. Her areas of research specializations include Black feminism, Black sexualities, queer color of critique, U.S. West studies, and critical ethnography. Broadly, her research centers on the relationship between racialized gender and sexual difference and the construction of nature and region. I introduce to some, present, and welcome to many, Professor Carney. Hey, thank you for having me on, you guys. Yes, so glad you're here. Um, a lot of your work discusses intersectionality. So for those that hear the term, don't understand what it means or just wonder how, what does it mean in, in relationship to your work? How would you define intersectionality? Well, intersectionality is, it's really interesting. Like, so it's a term um, coined by legal scholar, black feminist, critical race theorist, Kimberly Crenshaw. Um, and she used it, um, she was actually working on the ground and working with immigrant women, women who are undocumented, poor black women. And she ran into some difficulty with trying to explain the materiality of their experiences, particularly within like the courtroom and like legal um, spheres and uh, spaces, right? And so she coined this term intersectionality to talk about the intersecting identities for women of color, uh, poor marginalized women, right? Mm -hmm. So usually in the court system, because um, she's a legal scholar, people look at it as it, in terms of anti-discrimination, if you're discriminated against because you're a woman or you're discriminated against because you're black, right? Mm -hmm. And she saw there was like really no room to talk about the intersection of both, right? Okay. Um, so she's thinking about it in terms of these intersections. And a lot of people um, after her have included other identities to consider um, in terms of thinking about sexuality or ableism, um, and a host of uh, different like identities that people should consider when we're thinking about how power operates. Okay. <laughs> um, so how I use it in my work. So my work is on sex, black sex workers in the U.S. Southwest, mm -hmm. specifically San Diego. And I look at it in terms of how like black women um use deviance, even though they're like seen as like these very deviant individuals, they actually use deviance to kind of resist some of these constructions of their sexuality. Mm -hmm. um, so I look at um, working class black women who are sex workers, who are sometimes very transient in terms of, you know, um, them being in certain spaces, like not being from a certain space. Mm -hmm. um, let's look at how power operates, especially in relationship to like a city, which is imagined as being white. So when you think about San Diego, you think about the beaches, you mm -hmm. don't really think about black communities compared to spaces like Chicago or Detroit right. or even Los Angeles, even though that's a very white space, right? Uh, relatively to other places. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, so that's how I'm thinking about intersectionality and I teach intersectionality um, here at Mizzou. I always start off with Kimberly Crenshaw. And then I just, you know, have a host of other different um, readings and assigned texts that I incorporate to kind of think about like disrupting this idea about just thinking about women, just thinking about gender, but just thinking about all, all structures of like power um, mm -hmm. that 
impact people's materiality and like everyday experience. Okay, cool. So what issue, because you you answered, went into my second question. So thanks, whatever you haven't asked it. Yay. But the third question I have is what issues do you see in how uh, intersectionality is discussed? You can either focus on it, you know, in research or just confine it to GWS, gender women studies, either mm-hmm. one. Yeah, so I think Jennifer Nash's book talking about Black feminism and intersectionality has like really opened up, you know, these critical discussions about one, who gets to claim, you know, the term intersectionality, right? Did it come mm-hmm. from Kimberly Crenshaw? Thinking about Brittany Cooper's work, did it come from women in the early, Black women during the early 20th century, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of discussion. It's a lot of like, territorialism around the term intersectionality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's mo- more important and it's more productive to think about what it actually like does, right? Okay. And then when you think about intersectionality, you also have to think about how it's been like corporatized mm-hmm. and used by the university for IDE and, you know, like this multi, you know, multicultural type of like discourse, right? Mm-hmm even though it's been like very like productive for a lot of uh, women on the ground doing activist work. And also even in the academy, I think, you know, certain institutions have like co-opted it for their own like um, political and economic um, goals, right? Right. So I think it's it's really, it's really tricky, right? Mm -hmm. But one thing that I, uh, to my students think about is like don't think about it in terms of like who has a, st- a stake on terms of like the keyword right but think about you know how power operates it's not just about diversity and having a black person and you know an lgbtq plus i plus person things like that but it's thinking about how power operates right um and then it's also this you know um discussion about how intersectionality should just be used to analyze like black women right mm-hmm. and so that, i think that's something that nash opens up so it's important to think about like black women and the work that kimberly crenshaw did but she also did it with like immigrant women too right um so i think a lot of times women in gender studies um, a lot of departments, if they have like an intersectionality class, they're like, ooh, check mark. You know, we got our diversity, X, Y, and Y and Z. Um, but they're really not even thinking about intersectionality in terms of like their own institutionalization as a women and gender studies, you know, um right. uh entity, right? So right. we have like the token black person to teach intersectionality, but you know, other people in the department don't don't incorporate intersectionality into like their work, right? Um, and a lot of times our work as black feminists is like devalued compared to like other people, or it's not seen as nuanced right. with like people that do like transnational studies, X, Y, and Z. So I think that's another thing that Nash talks about too, that we need to like open up intersectionality because it's very like US centric and like focused and think about it like more like globally as well so we can have like more nuanced and critical critical discussions about like race right because uh in thinking about that the question becomes how do you do what what steps or advice uh would would you suggest to do that because i hear that a lot i just took a class last uh semester by professor toby beecham intersectional Mm -hmm. pedagogies so we we talked a little bit about some of these topics but not a lot 
um, as well as uh, we, I took uh, race and digital studies by Professor uh, Brooklyn Gibson, and we were talking about race and digital studies. It, but just I bring that up because even when you bring up race, sometimes or you talk about DEIA, or you it, it it seems like some of these topics are silos, or at least they're siloed off. So how will we make these broader discussions? And thinking of this as grad students who will someday, at some point, either doing their own mogul abilities in their areas or industry or in academia, what would be a way to make this these areas less nuanced, in your opinion? Hmm. So it's interesting. Um as it relates to like the fields that you're going to be in, right? So it's easy mm -hmm. for me as a women and gender studies scholar to like kind of like bring up intersectionality as something that's just not just, you know, a class or your diversity requirement, but something that we all need to incorporate like in our work, right? Right. I think doing conferences, bringing scholars to universities to mm -hmm. think about it. So like one conference this was, I mean, it was related to intersectionality, but that wasn't like um, the name of the conference. But in my second year here at Mizzou, I did a conference called This Is Not Your Grandfather's Black Studies Center and Pleasure and Anti-Respectability as Methodology, right? Okay. So I, you know, I use... It's, I think it's important to kind of like use the resources of the university, which is a business, which is an institution like everything right. else, but kind of use it to your advantage, right? So even mm -hmm. though like sexuality studies, intersectionality, all of those um, frameworks are devalued in the humanities and also in the ivory tower, I still mm -hmm. was able to use those resources to bring scholars um, who have an investment in black sexuality, uh, black sex, black sexuality as a field and as a politics, and also uh, scholars who like also um, engage intersectionality because those two you know go hand in hand as well um, together to like really discuss and talk about this right. right. Um, so there are ways to work within like this ve these very rigid institutions like the university to still have very like productive like conversations right right, right. um and i did that in my in my second year right and mm -hmm. then because the fields are sometimes like very so small and mm -hmm. xy people are willing to come like you have a conference on intersectionality and strategic communication nobody talks about that at the big conferences yes right. i'm going to come to your conference that you're doing at U of I and, you mm -hmm. know, resources that you have there and have like these robust, like intellectual, like conversations. Right. Okay. So I would just say like, start like really small. And then out of that, from that conference, um, I selected some people to write, do a special series in American quarterly. Right. Mm -hmm. So now that we have like the conference, we also got a public publication out of that, that I'm also going to use when I go up for tenure next year, right? right, right. Um, so yeah, it's it's about we're 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 like restricted and like confined in like these institutions, but like finding ways to like kind of like resist or find some semblance of freedom is you know possible. Right, right. Two prong two two questions that I had from that is in thinking of what you said um, as far as like starting conversations. One, who would be the target audience of this work? And two, in thinking of, okay, you can start the the conversation in terms of conferences, in terms of institutional support. Does that um, conversation change if 
you're talking about non-academic spaces, if we're talking about funders and government, is there a way to do that similar message and still achieve the same goal? That makes sense. Yeah, I think yeah. that's I think that's what people call like strategic like essentialism. So okay. I'll start with like your last uh point first. That's the one I can remember. <laughs> so start with that one. So yeah, so like you know, so for example, you're not framing it in terms of like women and gender studies or like black studies, right? And you're mm -hmm. framing it for I think you said like government or X mm -hmm. Y Z. You know, p us as scholars we're in this profession to learn how to write and kind of be like kind of subversive with like the kind of like work that we do right mm -hmm. and just thinking about your like first question in terms of how do you create like the like who's your audience that's I think mm -hmm. that's what you said right right um so it's interesting because um here at Mizzou I'm the only person who does black sexuality at all like I'm the black sexuality black sex person black gender person like that's it mm -hmm. and I kind of also wanted to so of course I wanted to like have my people come here and you know we talk about you know the field but it was also a way to like show like the larger community that we are a community right and we're right. having like these very rigorous discussions and people were you know reading papers on a host of different um topics right um, and people were really interested in that. They were like, you know, like they didn't either value black sexuality studies. They didn't know what it is. Right. And we mm -hmm. opened it up to the community. Right. So mm -hmm. we had a segment on like the local NBC talking about it. And, you know, we we really encourage people to come to the university and some did. But most of the time you don't get that. Right. Right. Especially right. if you have it at the university, right? Right, right, right. Or maybe next time we did, we do a conference like this, we'll have it in like a more like community, like oriented space. So people won't feel so intimidated coming to like the university, right? Right, right. Um, but then also, again, going back to your last question about like how to frame it. Um, yeah, I think it, people who are not in like my field, who are in more, you know, um, feels like government or like law they they're the people like if they're talking about and using intersectionality they are the experts in terms of how to craft it for their field right mm -hmm. um in terms of like law is pretty easy because I'm thinking about Kimberly Crenshaw and she was a legal theorist right mm -hmm. Right. Um, so there's a lot to pull from from there. And then also thinking about government, for example, you gave that for an example too. like, mm -hmm. you know, having these conversations like uh, what what are we doing in terms of intersectionality? Why is it problematic that it's used for IDE? You know, like it mm -hmm. like it can have those provocative conversations. Right. Yeah, true. Um, true. So that's and and you know when you think about the institution like this is why we're here like we're mm -hmm. here to like produce knowledge debate like this is what we do for a living so right. if you're in space and people are reluctant to do that then that's a problem right right true true I agree last question what advice do you have for graduate students in terms of writing about race gender in class oh like notes from the field. 
<laughs> what would you tell them? You know, people think this is like easy, but you have to think about everything all at once, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's important, especially when people in like tradi traditional disciplines to also go outside of your discipline, right? So when I was a, I was an undergraduate at the University of Illinois, mm -hmm. I got uh, my degree in interdisciplinary studies because I was a women and gender studies major and an Afro-Am like minor. So mm -hmm. I never had experience working in like a traditional discipline, but I was just in my writing group right now. We were saying like, because we do interdisciplinary work, we have to like incorporate different methodologies and and um um analysis and like frameworks like everything like so my work is like literature geography um ethnography um uh, historical methodology in terms of archival research right mm -hmm. and so I, I think like looking outside of your field is like important right because when you're in a field you're really guided by like the methodology right right right, right. you're like thinking about it interdisciplinary uh interdisciplinary way you're more motivated by your research question right true, true. so like what methods do i need in order to answer this question about black sex workers in san mm -hmm. diego right okay. and i think that's really important that's how you get like more nuance in terms of like how to think about this and also how like traditional disciplines have also been very complacent and reinforcing like anti-blackness mm -hmm. and these like discrete objects of analysis for example so the disciplines still have always had issues and will always have issues and that's why it's been great that like black studies african-american studies departments have kind of like challenged that linearity and that normative idea about thinking about like knowledge production so yes. i would just say like work outside of your field continue like one thing that i'm noticing in like my university is that one because graduate students majority are forced to like work in like their first three years they mm -hmm. don't have a lot of time to like go to uh presentations by you know folks that the university is bringing in like always like be thinking about like well what's going on in this field or how can like this scholar about um who's talking about post-coloniality how how can i incorporate that in my work or how can i negotiate that right mm -hmm. so just keep being like intellectually like curious and don't stop reading right <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't be complacent right can't be complacent. <laughs> keep it always reading and always like because i'm learning in my own experience that you, i'm not going to get to solve anything which that's not the point of research and then at the same time well you're providing solutions but you don't necessarily get to control how people will do that you know mm -hmm. you can say hey i can bring this knowledge and say oh you might perhaps you have you should think about it this way this way this way but i might not necessarily be involved in the this way right. <laughs> that just provided you know the so i get that right. and i i think it it I definitely it seems like it always leads to more questions so it's like i started here and then i have nine more questions that i didn't have at the beginning but that's the point so yes. so the, it's been really encouraging to talk to you and empowering and great to see you and uh, for all those watching, we will see Professor Carney virtually 
next Thursday, 3 p.m. Uh, you can come watch with us in 126 in uh, University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign over in the old Information Science Building. I call it old because we also have a new building too. But it's great to see you. Thank you so much for participating. You have a great day. Peace. And isn't it 3.30? 3.30. I said okay, three o'clock. My bad. Three thirty. Three thirty. You have a great day. Thank you. Bye. -bye.